You're listening to episode 62 of the Take the Reins podcast with Nikki Porter. Welcome, and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Take the Reins podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Porter, and I am feeling so much better than I was this time last week. And I apologize if my last episode seemed a little off. And uh, I had a couple people who have been listening for quite some time who wrote me and said, oh my goodness, I could tell that you were in pain. And I went to the hospital just after I recorded that episode and had some x-rays done and I'm really happy. I knew that nothing was broken, but uh, it was I was advised to make sure that I just had things checked over. And then I ended up being able to get to my osteopath by Thursday. And she, uh, I think this is like probably the story of every horse owner's life or someone who works physically works very uh very hard uh for their job but she did look at me and say like are you sure you didn't have an accident like you didn't fall off of a horse or you didn't get in a car accident and she was knocking wood at the same time so I kind of giggled about that but it was no joke the pain that I was in uh but she helped me immensely and essentially I was just completely out of alignment from my jaw down and so I returned back to her for my second appointment this morning and I am like close to 100% pain-free right now. I haven't got back on my horse yet, but I was hoping to today. I just ran out of time. So tomorrow I'm hoping to be able to swing a leg over again, and I'm really hoping that everything stays in place where it needs to be so that I can just continue on and uh, forget that that pain happened. So my husband did say, how do we prevent this from happening again? And I don't really have an answer for that, but uh, I can just cross my fingers right now. So on today's episode, I'm actually going to continue with a solo episode today and not an interview because last week I actually ended up taking a few days off of work and my interview schedule got a little mixed up. So next week I have a really exciting interview for you. I think it's exciting. So I hope you'll, you think it's exciting as well. So stay tuned for a great interview with someone you are familiar with next Tuesday. But for now, I really wanted to do this episode anyway, because it's something that I've been thinking about for the last few days. I had uh, someone ask me my advice on something over the last few days, and it's it's something that 
sits close to my heart, and I think I've probably spoken on the podcast about it before, but I will talk about it over and over again because if this can help anyone, uh, then I will keep on repeating it. So this person asked for someone, or for advice for someone who is struggling with guilt around balancing their horses, their work, and their relationships. So they're feeling really guilty about, you know, the time that they're spending at the barn versus the time that they're spending with their loved one versus the time that they have, they're obligated to spend at work and, and really looking for advice on how do they create balance and not have those guilty feelings of, oh gosh, like, am I not showing up here this way? Or should I be showing up there that way? So I actually wrote about my experience, one of my experiences with overwhelming guilt in my book, The Conscious Communicator. And so if you've read it, this will be familiar, Um, but I do have a new exercise that I encourage you if you struggle with guilt um, over, you know, scheduling and dividing your time and creating balance in life, um, stay tuned for that exercise at the end of this episode. So I'm just going to read to you a little bit from chapter five in The Conscious Communicator, This Is Not For Me. And this is where I really open up about the guilt that I was feeling as a new mom and a high school teacher and a, a business owner and a horse owner and all of the things. Now I'm not going to read the whole section about guilt, but I am going to kind of jump back and forth. So if you have the book, it might sound a little jumbled. And if you pick up the book, then you'll get an idea of the more detailed version of what I'm going to, uh, to share with you right now. So I wrote, one day I began to write in my journal about how I had been feeling for the last few years. And this is what came flooding out. Guilt can transfix us or it can raise us to change. Guilt was consuming my inner world. While on maternity leave, my substitutes, yes multiple, had a difficult time with my students on my class list. Guilt. When I returned to work, my daughter was being rocked to sleep by someone else. Guilt. My time to mark and plan lessons interrupted the little time I had with my only baby. Guilt. My husband got what was left of me at the end of a long and emotionally draining day. There was nothing left for him. Guilt. I had been so focused on my new normal that I had forgotten important things, like calling my family. Guilt. As our home life blossomed, so did our horse business, and so did the guilt. I felt guilty for not riding my horse, not helping with chores, and without my husband quite understanding the pressure, self-induced or not, I received subtle and not-so-subtle jabs about my absence from the barn. He wasn't doing it to be mean or make me feel worse. I felt that he didn't understand how difficult it was to be feeling like I was only able to give 25% of my effort and time to multiple things I expected myself to be able to put 100% into. The time outside my classroom began to fill with more work and my ability to say no was non-existent. With every yes, I felt guilty. 
but I knew the guilt of a no would be even more damaging. I felt within my heart that I was failing in every aspect of my life. As someone with high personal expectations, maybe due to being a teacher as well, failing was tearing me apart. No one close to me thought I was failing. They all thought I was doing what was best and doing a good job at it, or so I was told. But I felt weighted. In my mind, I was a disappointment to the true definition of the word. I was feeling deep sadness and displeasure caused by a non-fulfillment of my hopes and expectations of myself. I was overwhelmed with life. My personal responsibility was to make a change to allow myself to grow and offer as much to myself as I do others. To do this, I had to find the light I lost. Okay, so enough reading, but if you enjoyed that, hopefully enjoy the rest of the chapter. And if you don't have your own copy of The Conscious Communicator, you can find it on Amazon, or you can just send me a DM and I can actually mail you a signed copy. So touch base with me if you are looking for one yourself. Okay, so now let's go to my advice to this person who asked me recently about what to do when you're feeling these feelings of guilt and you feel like you're being spread too thin. So I truly believe in taking an honest look at where we are as a starting point for just about everything. This subject of conversation and reflection is absolutely no different. So to gain an honest perspective of how we are showing up in the different areas of our life, First of all, I want you to grab a pen and I want you to know that this honest look that you're going to look at is not just a little snapshot. This is going to be an honest look for like three to five days. So you're going to want to get comfortable, um, even if you're typing this in the notes in your phone, but make sure that you're going to be able to take some time to really journal out and just track how you're spending your time for up three to five days. You can do longer. If you do longer, it gives you an even more honest picture. So the other part of this is that there's different areas of your life that are already being tracked for you. For instance, the amount of time that you're spending on your phone. So you can actually go into your phone and assess how much time you're being you're spending per week on your device, which most of the time, if that's what's happening, um, if you don't work on your phone, then it's normally social media. So at the end of this three to five assessment time, three to five day assessment time, I want you to ask yourself this very important question. And I, so first of all, this question, I ask myself this all of the time. And anytime I have feelings of guilt bubbling up and I start to, to, judge myself about how I'm spending my time, where I'm spending my time, who I'm spending my time with, um, should I be doing this or should I be doing that? When I ask myself this question, it stops me in my tracks. It gets me really honest about how I am showing up and it also stops those voices that are kind of like talking me down and making me kind of catastrophize situations um, specifically around how I'm spending my time and what I should be doing or versus not doing. So the question is, am I doing my best? 
Sometimes I actually take the question out of it. And if I start to get those feelings of guilt coming up, I would just repeat to myself, I am doing my best. But if you feel like you can't answer that question honestly, because maybe, you know, either there are areas you feel like you can improve upon um, in how you're spending your time. Maybe there are areas that you need to change in your life in order for you to show up as your best self. Um, But with doing this exercise, really, it kind of allows you to take the judgment out of it. So you're looking to take the self-judgment away from the assessment and just to say, am I doing my best? So if the answer is yes, which I want you to understand that the answer can be yes and still have you scrolling on social media for like a few hours a day. So how you spend your time is completely up to you. So if however you're spending your time also means that you are attending to your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual health, and however you plan on doing that, whatever looks best for you, then that's fantastic. And there's no judgment needed there. So am I doing my best? Yes, this is where I am. And that can be a yes period. You don't even have to continue to explain that to yourself. uh, The same as you don't have to continue to explain that to anyone else. Now, If you ask that question to yourself after assessing, clearly assessing how you're spending your time daily, then, and that answer is no. Let's say you, you're like, oh, I look at it and I see that I'm maybe on my phone more than I want to be, or I see that I am, you know, spending too much time at the burn, just kind of socializing instead of coming home and making sure that I'm getting quality time before bedtime with my kids or my husband? Or how can I uh, get up a half an hour early in order to uh, maybe have a coffee with my, my partner before I go off to work or before I go to the burn? And just looking for areas where you can start to say, how can I improve how I show up for others? And will it add to my life or will it take away? And if you're looking honestly at how your days are are laid out and the thought of rearranging things because it's going to add to the overwhelm, that's when you really start to look at what do I have on my plate and how do I start to remove things from my plate? And maybe you can't. So right now for myself, When I look at all the things that are on my plate, I can't really take anything off. Um, So I have to continue to just tell myself I'm doing my best. So because I'm kind of jammed up schedule-wise right now, I, I just keep repeating I'm doing my best and I keep assessing that schedule and looking for areas that I can take something off or let's say, look for a space to put something on that brings more joy and brings more fun and uh, and really allows me to take pressure off, like going for a walk or going out with friends or whatever that might look like. Um, so then, yeah, so if, you're, if your answer is a no, that's also perfectly fine, but it allows you to see what you might want to change to figure out how can you feel less guilt about how you're spending your time? Are you, and, and start to question, why am I feeling guilty? Are you feeling guilty because you honestly 
recognize that you're wasting your time in certain areas or that you're holding back from certain relationships? Or are you feeling guilty because some you think that someone else feels like you should be doing A, B, C, or D? Is it someone else's perception of what you should or should not be doing that's causing you to feel that way? And I think that's a really important question is who's influencing these feelings of guilt and why? And then how can you you know, shift the conversation in order to have both yourself and others understand that you are 100% doing your best. And you're not just saying, I'm doing my best, um, you know, out of the blue and, and with no thought and energy put in behind this. You are putting energy of true belief into the I am doing my best because you have looked deeper within yourself in order to truly be able to say that with belief. And when you have looked a little deeper and you've taken that honest look and you interrupt those thoughts and say, I am doing my best, or you interrupt someone else judging you for how you're spending your time and you say, I am doing my best, you can say that with a strong personal belief that will stop both those bad thoughts and that other person in their tracks. And it is that personal belief that's going to get you through all of those self-sabotaging feelings and be able to set boundaries in relationships where people are trying to control your time and are shooting on you, okay? So then I want you to kind of think about this as a mindset and a practice. So continually going back and saying, am I doing my best? Looking for the, for the first answer. This is something else. And I think I've spoken about this in a past episode as well, but again, I'm going to bring it up again. But when you respond, if you ask yourself a question, I want you to actually listen to the very first answer that pops up and feel where that answer comes from. If you ask yourself the question, am I doing my best? And a yes pops up for you. My bet is that that yes is going to come from like the heart and gut area. um, Below your head, I guess, essentially. Somewhere below your neck. And it's always that nagging voice after that tends to kind of make us go, but am I really? And if the first answer is not a yes. If that first answer is no, because you honestly know that there's areas you can clean up in order to better your relationships, in order to better your self-care, in order to better your partnership with your horse, in order to better your partner or your relationship with the owner of the boarding facility you have your horse, whatever that might look like, then really look at that and listen to it and sit with it and sit with it in a non-judgmental way, in a curious way of how can I change this? What do I need to change in my routine? What do I need to change in um, how I'm spending my downtime? Uh, Some of you are going to want to increase your downtime and some of you are going to want to decrease it. So it's all individual. But that really is my advice. If you're someone who is struggling right now with guilt around balancing and this particular person that asked this question sorry I'm going to interrupt my own thought here but this particular person 
is dating someone who is non-horsey. So this, this is a conversation that I've had a number of times and I consider myself lucky to be married to someone who is also a horse lover and equestrian because we have that understanding of the time and the money that gets spent when you're a horse person. Um, And that can be a challenge to navigate in relationships when one person is um, horse inclined and the other is not and has not been brought up in that environment. Um, So for this person, you know, she's not... She would like an answer, I'm sure, that every other people offer of like, invite him along, let him come to the horse shows or invite him along to the barn with you. She would love for that answer to be an easy answer, an easy way for them to be able to spend more time. But she also recognizes that that's not how he would enjoy spending his time. And there's lots of ways that people could justify and say that, well, if if that's the way she enjoys her spending her time, maybe he should, um, he should try whatever that might look like. But you know, how we feel within our own relationships is completely individual. And if she truly feels like that's not a way that she needs to be spending time with him, then it's important for her to assess the time and the money and the energy she's putting into the horse world and really assess the importance of that, uh, within her own personal relationship um, with herself, with her horse, and then with her um, partner as well. So there's so many things to really look into and to dive deeper into. And when you start to feel those feelings of guilt, rather than letting those feelings of guilt consume you and really affect you in this heavy negative way that I know so well I can like feel it just speaking about it rather than sinking beneath that then use those little feelings before it buries you before it gets too big look for those little feelings of guilt and start to use them to ask the right questions of yourself and start to use them to say get curious about why they're showing up that's my advice And get honest about why they're showing up and how you can help yourself navigate them in a a healthy way. Um, I think it's really important. So that's it for today. I hope this helps you. And I know that it's at least going to speak to one person because I told her that I would do this episode for her because she did say, I feel like this would be a good episode. So I completely agreed. So here it is. I hope it helped you. And I hope you're well. If you had an opportunity to spend a little extra time with friends and family this weekend due to the long weekend, I hope you had a fantastic weekend. And I will speak to you again on the Take the Reins podcast. that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind.